So we uh, begin once again the uh, formally begin the season of uh, of the Aminoraim with the uh, the answer the beginning of Slichos for at least for us uh, Ashkenazim and uh, as we talk about Slichos is always an intimidating type of uh, endeavor because we have to uh, you know take stock of what we've done what we haven't done take responsibility for all of that. Uh, and it really would be a scary, uh, a scary thing to do if it were not the the origin of slichos, which we say, which is uh, based on the Gemara, as everybody knows, based on the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, which tells us that the manner in which we daven, the manner in which we approach Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the confidence that we have going into this, is that Hashem went ahead, He Himself when it had modeled for us exactly what we need to do when we collectively, when we as a nation sin, and how we're going to go ahead and get forgiveness. So being that HaKadosh Baruch Hu went ahead and modeled this for us, he's the one who set the tone, told us exactly how we're supposed to do this, so we come in with this with, uh, with, uh, with confidence that we, we've got this, we could do this, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be uh, receptive. Now, one of the things I want to begin with, a couple of halachas before we get to the, uh, to the translation. There's some uh, sheets over there on the, uh, on the bima. But uh, undoubtedly, anybody who has uh, tried to say slichos uh, almost inevitably will fall behind. For some reason, people have this uh, tremendous capacity to read. Sometimes you're listening to a, to a lecture, and they're speaking slowly. So you put it one and a half times speed, you put it two times speed, and it's a little bit fast, but you more or less uh, catch it. Uh, when you actually hear a person, uh, or not hear, when people actually read at two times speed, three times speed, so then inevitably you're, uh, you're almost always going to be falling behind. So I want to talk just a little bit about the halachas, which will also serve as an introduction, uh, as an introduction to that. So the first thing that you have to know, an important thing for those who are going to be saying slichos throughout the week and those who will be saying it tonight, is that there's a rule, tov ma'at b'kavana, maharbe b'li kavana. That it's better to say a little bit with kavana, with understanding, with appreciation, with being able to follow, than to try and say everything without any kavana whatsoever. So if you need to pace yourself and you're going to fall behind, that's, uh, it's almost part of the process of, of saying slichos. So don't worry about uh, that. And therefore, the way this uh, Sefer writes, he says, It's better to say slichos slowly and with concentration. Even if that means you're not going to be able to say all of the piyutim, all of the paragraphs at the same pace as the tzibur. Don't let that bother you at all. You go at your pace, try your best to understand what you're going to be saying. Rather than, as opposed to rushing your way through so you can keep pace, but having no idea what you're, what you're saying. Ah, but the most important thing you have to keep in mind is, although it's tempting to say, you know, I'm just going to go at my own pace. Whenever, if I finish before Shachris, I finish before Shachris, I've got a few hours, so hopefully that will, uh, I'll, I'll be able to do it. But if you find yourself halfway through the, 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 the slicha, or you find yourself a quarter of the way through the slicha, and they're already afterwards, and they're already up to, they're already at that point where they're going to say, Hashem, Hashem. So the most important thing you need to do is you need to say, Hashem, Hashem, that part of it has to be said with the tzibur. The way the Lavush explains the structure of Slichos is putting aside the Ashray and the Chatzikadish, but you have introdu- introductory psukim. The introductory psukim correspond to psukim and zimra. 
you have Hashem Hashem Kerachum Vachanun. So that is the Shmon Asrei. And then you go have the Tfilas afterwards, and then you have a Kaddish Tiskabi, you have a full Kaddish afterwards. So Slichos are structured after one of the Tfilas which we say, same basic structure. And just like by any Tfila we say, Shachris, Minchamarv, the most important thing is to start Shmonesri together with everybody else. So here also you want to make sure that you say the Hashem Hashem Kerachum Vachanun together with everybody else. So if you find yourself lagging behind in the Tzibur's up to Hashem Hashem, so jump ahead, fast forward to where they are, reset with them, and then there's a machlokas whether you should go back from where you left off, or just reset with the tzibur entirely, and move on, and next paragraph, see how much uh, you'll be able to, uh, to say. Roshul Kamenetsky, uh, just because that's the safer that I have in front of me, he is of the opinion that you shouldn't go ahead and say half a slicha, catch up, half a slicha, catch up, half a slicha, catch up, because it's, then it, because it turns out that you ended up saying half the slichos. So you say the first half of all the slichos, and you'll never get to the second half. But ultimately, there's no halacha one way or other. There's a machlokas about that. But the Shem Hashem Karachu V'chanun, so that's something which is important to, uh, to say with everybody else. If you're just about there, you're almost caught up with everybody. They're just a line or two ahead with you. So he makes the point, he says that, uh, that as long as the Tzibur is still saying some of the Yud Gimomidos, they're saying some of those 13 attributes, so if they're on number 9 and you jump in at number 1, that's considered to be saying it together with them. So if you're a little bit behind in the Kel Melech Yoshev, and you need to, you'll, uh, you'll say that, as the, you'll finish that, as the, as the Tzibur is saying Hashem Hashem, so that's going to be acceptable uh, as well. But the main thing that you want to know, that you, sh- that you need to know, is that the Yud Gimomidos, the 13 attributes, should be said together with the Tzibur. That's the most important part of the whole thing, because that is the Tfilu which Hashem modeled for Klal Yisrael. Okay. So now, what exactly does, uh, does it mean? So we have, the, uh, the way the slichos are structured is the first time we're going to say it, it's introduced with a one particular paragraph, kel erech uh, But most of the time that we do it, we have, it's introduced with the words, kel melch yoshev. So since that's the paragraph that we say most often, together with the yud gimomidos, so I thought it would be worthwhile to, uh, to review exactly what the meaning is, so that when we get to that section, we'll have, uh, we'll have an understanding of what, we're, of, of what we're saying and what we're trying to accomplish. So we begin, that's what, uh, it's either in the Slichos books in front of you, or the sheets which I gave out. So you say, Bekel Melch Yoshev, it's Kel Melch. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the powerful king, the name Kel, Aleph Lamed, or any form of that, denotes HaKadosh Baruch Hu's power. And he is the Melech, he is the king. So we think about a powerful king, so sometimes we think about a king who's going to be very exacting in terms of judgment. Any violations, any infractions whatsoever, so there's going to be consequences. But despite the fact that Kosh Baruch Hu is a Kel Melech, Yoshiv Al-Kisei Rachamin. He still sits on a throne of mercy. So that's where he, that's where he puts himself, and that's where you have to imagine him at this time sitting on a, a, a throne of mercy, specifically so that he can be forgiving towards all of the, uh, the Averas and all of the, the sins which we did. And not only that, but but he goes ahead and he conducts himself. It's not just that he follows the letter of the law. Chasidus, even more than being a tzaddik, a chasid is a person who goes beyond the letter of the law. So even if there are circumstances where we're completely undeserving of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's forgiveness, when he sits himself on that throne, he's going to go above and beyond to forgive us. So he's ready to forgive us if we just ask. But he's ready to go ahead and do so. We shouldn't think that there's something which we may have done, which is way beyond the ability to be forgiven. 
Mochal Avonos Amo, he is one who goes ahead and he forgives the sins of the, uh, of the people. Mavir Rishon Rishon, and he goes ahead and, as the Gemara tells us, that sometimes if a person has exactly the same number of sins as, uh, as mitzvahs, so the scale doesn't weigh one way or the other, so Kosh will take his finger, as it were, and just starts flicking off some of those Averas, and that way the mitzvahs become, weighs down heavier, and that's the way that Kosh is going to tilt things in our favor. So even if really we, we, we reach the point where it could go either way for us. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to side towards us, being being able to be innocent or being forgiven. Marbe mechila lachatayim. Hakadosh Baruch Hu isn't just going to forgive those people who sin. Chatayim are specifically the sins which we do inadvertently, but he's marbe. So marbe is an increase. It's something which is larger than it really needs to uh, really needs to be. Once again, indicating how Kadosh Baruch Hu is yearning and wants so badly, he's extending to to us to make sure that he's going to be an uh, abundance of forgiveness is going to come from from him. Uslicha laposhim, and he's going to be forgiving also to those who are the poshim. Poshim is a is a synonym for chatoim, but he refers to those who do, those who sin intentionally. So even if we've sinned intentionally, and we know that we've sinned intentionally, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will forgive us for that also. If we approach Him in the right way, He'll forgive us for that also. Oset tzedakos im And He goes ahead, and He acts with righteousness, with every person of flesh and spirit, one and the same. And He does not go ahead and pay us back, consistent with our wickedness. So even though if you were to go ahead and judge us just based on the bad things which we did, so that would be big sorrows for us, that would be big trouble. HaKash Baruch Hu, not only is he forgiving, but he doesn't repay us for those, uh, those bad things. Now, here we get to, the, uh, to uh, where, where we're going. Kale, once again, the God who, who is mighty and powerful, the Almighty. You, Hashem, you yourself, were the, is the one who taught us about these 13 attributes of, of mercy. And you taught us that we should say them. And by saying them, we secure forgiveness that there's no way we're going to recite them together as a tzibur and not be forgiven. So as we're about to invoke these 13 attributes of mercy, we remind HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you HaKadosh Baruch Hu, make sure that you remember what you promised us. You made a covenant with us that if we do this, you're going to forgive us. And that's what we're expecting to happen. The same way that you made this known, kodata le'anov to the to the uh, the humble one, mikedem from a long time ago. So referring to Moshe Rabbeinu, you Hakadosh Baruch Hu taught this to Moshe Rabbeinu, following the uh, the Chayta Egel. Kamosha Kasev, like the Pasuk says, Vayered Hashem Be'anan, in here, those who know from, uh, from Dafyomi and whatnot, so you know they have this thing about the pronouns, so this is one of those examples where the pronouns get confusing, but it says, Vayered Hashem Be'anan, Hashem descended onto the cloud, Vayisiyatsevi Mosham, and he stood with him, meaning Hashem stood with Moshe Rabbeinu there in the cloud, Vayikra V'shem Hashem. Now, who Vayikra is, so this is the Machlokas of the Mephorshim. Is Vayikra, is it that Moshe called B'Shem Hashem? Or is it Hashem called in his own name to teach us how to say Hashem Hashem Kerachim B'Chanun? So he went ahead and he said, quote, God, God, all of that. But there's Machlokas in the Mephorshim, what exactly that is, and even in different Slichos uh, versions, so that uh, they'll translate it uh, both of those two ways. But either way, how are you going to translate that? And then Hashem passes over Moshe Rabbeinu's face and he says, 
Hashem Hashem. Now there's also Machlokas in the Mepharshim, how exactly we break down these Pesukim in terms of identifying which are the 13 attributes. Is the first name of God one of the attributes, or the first name of God is not one of the attributes, it's just God's name. But we'll go with uh, the, uh, the conventional uh, uh, presentation, which is from Rabbeinu Tam in, uh, in Tosos in, uh, in, in Rosh Hashanah, where he says, Hashem, Hashem before we sin, the two names of Hashem, one is Hashem's name before we sin, and one is Hashem's name after we sin. In the same God, Hashem, that Yudke Vavke, is the name of God of creation, so the same God who created the world that existed before, before anybody ever sinned, he went ahead after we sinned and the world should have collapsed upon itself. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates a new world, a parallel universe, which allows for forgiveness. So there was the world which was created initially with, that did not contain sin. Then following sin, HaKadosh Baruch Hu recreates the entire universe again to allow us to be able to ask for forgiveness and to be forgiven a world of tshuva. So that's the two names of Hashem. Keo, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Almighty. Rachum, He is compassionate. Vechanun, and He is gracious. Erech HaPayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is one who is slow to anger. Rav Chesed, he provides an abundance of kindness, the MS and truth. All of that are attributes which have to do with his, his judgment. When it's necessary, Chesed, he'll give Chesed. When he could do it according to MS, so he'll, he'll grant us reward according to MS and forgive us for that. Notes Chesed Lalafim, he is going to guard Chesed for generations, thousands of generations. He is going to go ahead and, uh, and guard that to make sure that it, it remains in place. No se avon vafesha Baruch Hu, and this is one of the, the, the great attributes, that Baruch Hu is willing to bear avon pesha v'chata'ah, the different varieties of sins, whether we did intentionally, whether we did it rebelliously, whether we did it inadvertently, all of those sins, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has very broad shoulders and can manage all of that. Vinakei, and ultimately HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to go ahead and he's going to cleanse us so that we should emerge from this process uh, with uh, 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 innocent, as it were, but with a clean slate, without any of the stains of those uh, of those averas which we, we which we have done. And this, as we said, this is the purpose of slichos, is the yud gimomidos, is to be able to say that. We say it together specifically with the tzibur, and we do it with the confidence knowing that if HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised us that if we just follow this pattern, we're going to be forgiven. So we can come in there with trepidation, but at the same time with the confidence that HaKadosh Baruch Hu ultimately will, uh, will forgive us.